from the city market, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. May your five-year-old neighbor have all their violin lessons during all of your hangovers. If a ten-pound bag of shit could talk, this is what it would sound like. Like I stated before, if you believe anything we say or think of this podcast anything other than hyperbole, parody, and just plain stupidness, you're dumber than us. And that's hard to beat. We is returned. Welcome back. We didn't go anywhere, but you probably did. Yeah, yeah. You probably <laughs> went to wash your ears out with peroxide. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't help. You got to use like formic acid or something. Yeah, really yeah. Peroxide just no. peroxide runs from us. Yeah. It's like, uh, no, no. Listen, I'm not your guy. There's nothing I can do about this. Yeah, yeah go get some gasoline. That might work. Yeah. So. Anyhow, two douchebags. And a microphone. Mark here. I'm Topher. Welcome. Unless this is, in fact, the second podcast of this one that we're recording today. You never know. Things happen. Well, I have the old bits that are repurposed, and I have some of them to throw in there, and I'm not sure. I got it. I'm trying to make them be somewhat themed, you yeah. know. So, anyhow. Christopher was uh, nice enough to repurpose a lot of them that will never be listened to. It's a shame. They're just sitting there, you know, on the shelf. Well, so we got to get them out, like the basement tapes or the, yeah. you know, the, the Trinity sessions or whatever you want. <laughs> so, uh, no, my friend that is in radio still and podcasting and all that uh, um, mentioned that if you look on our counter, our analytics, the first broadcast is never listened to, along with like the first 20 of them, yeah. because people go for the current, they want to hear the current issues. So people are just now discovering us, which is a lot of people, by the way, yeah. our numbers have exploded, and thank you, and I think a lot of it is the cross-pollination we've been doing down here at the city market. Other podcasters are picking up on it, we're, you know, meditating on each other's, so... Anyhow, it's working very well. Yeah. But I started paying attention to that first episode and the ones surrounding it. And he's right. They haven't been touched in three weeks. Yeah, yeah. That I think it was the first episode where we talked about the 737 Max yeah. airliner. That needs to be repurposed because that's yeah. a very good... Uh, um, I thought that was pretty good, a pretty good expose. It was. Right after good. we covered it, NPR started covering it. Which so I there you go. Cool. They heard us. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, <laughs> um, here we go. Oh, but anyhow, I'm, we're taking segments from there. Uh, we know how to use the equipment much better. We know how to sound better. We know how to do things better now. So we clean it up really well and come up with the best version of these snippets and little segments that we can. And we throw them in here for your enjoyment. And um, also, I got a little special request. Some of my classic stories, like the Mad Shitter in Clinton, Missouri, uh-huh. Babble Snatch, uh-huh. um, all of those, the uh, prank ones and all prank that. Phone calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those. Yeah, the the prank call. Pissing in a soda can. Yeah, yes. Yeah, all of that. It. Some of those are locked and loaded. Oh, good, good. Because yep. I want to insert them in because those can go in any podcast. Yeah. Yep. Especially if we have a dark day. 
Throw yeah. in like a piss in a Pepsi can deal. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, Christopher had a couple other things on his mind that he's yeah. going to unleash. And then I have coming up, New Millennial Terms and Words, part three, maybe? Three. Three sounds good. We don't have to do them in order, you know. Next time it'll be part 17. Yeah. And yeah. after that it'll be part negative eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dad did that. He didn't celebrate his birthdays in order. But, you know, his birthday come around and say, how old are you, Dad? He said, eh, I'm going to be 14 this year. <laughs> Next year, I'll probably be 80, 84. <laughs> so why celebrate him in order? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was reminded recently of something that happened uh, back in uh, 2010. Uh, it's It was the uh, once-a-decade census. We have them every every ten years, and I was working for the postal service at the time, so uh-huh. federal employee. You know, we're we're handing out all these census forms, and we're working with the census takers to help them complete their stuff. And you know, the postal service was heavily involved. Um, but then in uh, uh, this small town area of Kentucky. I think it was called it was Cass County, Kentucky. Oh wow. Oddly enough, Cass County. Yeah, we have Cass County here in yeah. the area. Um, the census taker went out and was doing his census. We were told it was a pretty rough area, so you know, he was he was nervous about it. A couple times he'd take a friend with him. But uh, he went out one day and didn't come back. And a couple of days later there were some people who went to the family cemetery or went to a cemetery to visit a family member and there was the census taker hanging from a tree by his neck with wow. the word fed written in felt tip marker on his chest. You see, Babel Snatch will be the perfect one after this one right here. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So I, I remember this happening. The the story broke, you know, here's this volunteered census worker, you know, who is working for the federal government trying to complete the census, which a lot of people felt was an invasion of privacy. There was a lot of backlash because Obama had just been elected, so people who hated Obama were seeing oh, this I remember as that. even yeah. worse yeah. invasion of privacy. Yep. Yep. So, I know, postal workers started getting nervous because we're federal employees too, and if there's somebody out there who's torturing and killing federal employees, then... Yeah, you never know if a postal worker is going to be next. But it would not be the first postal worker that was murdered. I mean, there have been a lot of them in this area. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, but as the story continued to unfold, it, uh, it became clear within a few days that this guy had actually committed suicide and wanted to make it look like a murder so his son and his son's friend could get his life insurance. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the reason he committed suicide is he thought that his uh, lymphoma had returned and he was going to die anyway. So he wanted to make sure that they got the money. Yeah. Wow. But ironically, the autopsy showed that his lymphoma was still in remission and he was just fine. Wow. (laughs) But he wrote the word fed on himself, and they figured out that it had been written upside down. (laughs) Wow. Because if you're you're looking down at your own chest, you've got Uh to draw the words, you know, you pull the marker up towards yourself, you're basically writing the words upside down, and that leaves traces. You can tell where you start and stop, especially with a felt tip. So, turned out to be a suicide, but for about a week... 
federal employees were were pretty scared. I bet. Isn't that weird? Until until they found out it was suicide. Yeah. So wow. <laughs> but you know, it, it, all the setup was there. Bad area. You know, people resenting the census. He picked his. Uh, but some of the things he did wrong was only his vehicle was there. No other vehicle, no other signs of any other footprints. Um, his own glasses were taped to his head because he needed to see in order to do everything. <laughs> wow. Plus, they could tell that he'd, he'd hanged himself so low that his feet were in contact with the ground. All he had to do was stand up and he would have been just fine and he could breathe. But he intentionally was hanging there with his knees just off the ground. So there's like, yeah, this is someone who could have just stood up and he'd been fine. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good telltale. And I'll go a step further. Suicide is not covered by insurance. No. So in order for him to try to get them that money, he yep. actually screwed their chances. Exactly. He should have waited for the little phone to, to do whatever and then uh, his... Uh, child then they would have uh, his son and his son's friend yeah his son and his son's friend would have got the money yeah so and the two of them you know were were suspects because this insurance policy showed policy showed up that they each shared this three hundred thousand, and they're like uh did you guys kill this kill this this guy just to get the money and they were both like i had no idea this policy was even here well i i know how that works uh, the suspect deal thing uh-huh. because uh, we had a neighbor die mm-hmm. and uh, his wife called up frantic uh, they, she stayed at a different place part of the time because of her business mm-hmm. and anyhow she couldn't get a hold of her husband for a few days and he lived right next to us so we went over there to investigate and mm-hmm. there he was on the floor he passed, you know, passed, passed away, away. Yeah. so then I was like, you know what? I mean, I don't want to sit here and watch him move the body and stuff. I'm getting ready to leave. And the officer that was there, I was like, well, I'm going to go work out. Uh-uh. I'm staying right here. Well, why is that? Or when there's a suspect right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense. Of course, in the TV land, you'll have the person, what? You think I did it? That's my wife this time. You suddenly think I'm a son? I was perplexed. And in real life, everybody knows that the spouse is immediately the first suspect, and they know they've got to be ruled out. But a neighbor, this seems a little more extreme. Well, I mean, maybe it's just up to the officer yeah. their own thing. But uh, anyhow, but I wasn't held there with like maybe 10 more minutes when yeah. they... You know, the coroner got there and looked, and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, the, this is this, this, and he, he, he uh, babbled off, like, I don't know, ten different things, and the officer said, you can go. I'm like, all right. Here's, here's the three things to remember when encountering the police. Mm-hmm. One is to say repeatedly, I don't consent to any searches. Say that over and over. Two, say, I want to speak with a lawyer now. Even if you're not under arrest. And you have that, that right. Over and over and that over is and over and a constitutional right. Is Before anything incriminates you, you have the right to speak to a lawyer so you don't incriminate yourself. And then the third thing is saying, is ask the officer, am I being detained? Yes. And make them answer yes or no. 
don't let them say we're we're holding everyone. Everyone's got to answer questions. That's not a yes or no answer. Make them say yes, you're being detained, or no, you're not. And being if detained. they say no, you have the right to leave. Yes. And if they say yes, you're being detained, then they're on record, and they've got to have something to back that up because exactly. your lawyer will have a field day with that. Yeah. So those three and. Do it in a non-confrontational way. Because like when the cop said, oh, no, you're staying right here, you could have said, am I being detained? Well, I want you to stay here. Am I being detained? We need to ask him, am I being detained? Make him say yes or no. And if he says no, you leave. You see, I probably wouldn't have done that anyhow because that would look very suspicious. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, fine. I'll just go work out in an hour or whatever. I don't care. But you know, so, the, I just didn't want to see them move him around. You right, know what I mean? I didn't yeah. want to witness that. That is icky. Yeah. So, but that that's that's very good advice. You know, it, on top of just staying very calm and being non-confrontational, just keep saying, "I don't consent to any searches." So anything they find will not be usable against you. And say, "I want to speak to a lawyer." So then, at that point, they can't ask you any more questions. And if they do, your answers are not admissible. Mm-hmm. And three. Am I being detained? Not arrested. Say detained. Uh-huh. Because that covers arrest, held for questioning, Yeah, everything. detained covers uh-huh. the whole thing, and that's the way and a lawyer would make them answer it. yes or no. Don't, don't let them use the, any other words rather than yes, you are, or no, you're not. Yeah. And if they won't answer it straight, keep asking, keep asking. And eventually, if they won't tell you you are detained, then presume you're not and leave. And and I'll, I'll go a step further. All these horrible videos you see mm-hmm. online or wherever, I'll start with someone running. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't run. Stay there and stand up for your rights. The moment you run, they're going to shoot you in the back. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. And it's a half and half after that. Yeah. They're like, you have how a weapon on you? get away with it. I thought I saw a weapon. Yeah, yeah. It or looked like he had a weapon on feet. his side. Yeah. So don't give them that opportunity. Yep. Stay there and fight for your rights. Say, look, yep. am I being detained? What for? All the mm-hmm. stuff that Christopher just said. Yeah. I think that's the best advice we can give anybody that's in that situation. Yep. And since the police have body cameras and are video recording you, you have the right to video record them too. Oh, that's great. Yep. Well, and that's probably what happens in some of these yep. famous cases. Of course, they will bully you and yell at you to turn it off. Shut that You want to get arrested? Shut that phone off. That's still not ordering you to do it. That's still not just... And they're still not able to arrest you. That is a lying technique that they are taught to use. But yeah, you can video record them. Everybody can video record them. If they're going to arrest you for that, it's all on video, too. Uh Oh, look at this. we got a standoff. Ah, They're going the wrong way, and that's security. (laughs) Oh, 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 look at him. (laughs) <laughs> Dude, wait, you see if that was just a regular car he would just stood there like an asshole yeah but it's not even a cop it's just security yeah it's just security you, know, you and I could have a car like that with no authority whatsoever exactly but, but people that guy's would suddenly not out. want to piss us off yeah <laughs> see what happens here is we, we referred to this before there's this one way that goes around a corner here and it's a kind of tight parking areas here at the river market yeah. And to, in order to save time, people come in the uh, the wrong way to get a parking spot really quick. And there's always a standoff around this corner of one going the right way and one going the wrong way. Yeah. And usually they sit there and bully each other, you know, mean mug each other and all that. And then it takes a few minutes for someone to back down. This time, because the guy was in a security uh, car. SUV had the yeah, lights yeah. on top. Yeah, yeah, the guy fucking immediately put it in reverse and got out of the way. Yep. It was very nice to see. 
there was uh, I remember a time I was walking up to somebody's front door wearing you know I was in my postal uniform which was blue and I would occasionally get mistaken for a police officer in blue uniform and I was just here walking up somebody's front porch and someone comes busting out the front door we didn't do nothing two douchebags in a microphone raw and uncensored see behind the smoke show Watch as the douchebags get stopped by a Enjoy one of many coffee houses ordering our heroes out. Watch Mark revisit Clinton, Missouri to claim his innocence for all the mad shitter accusations. Act now and get both high quality DVD sets and a free douchebag calendar. Mark off the day with a douchebag looking at you. Supplies are limited, so act now. Swimming in toxic masculinity and wiping their ass with politically correct wash rags. Two douchebags in a microphone invade your ear holes in three, two, one. <laughs> I looked at him like, huh? <laughs> I'm just the mailman. Oh. And then I started thinking, wow, do you greet everyone that way? <laughs> we didn't do nothing. <laughs> that's fucking funny. Yeah, I thought that's, that's for sure way to know you did something. <laughs> but I, I got mistaken for police a couple of times. I thought, damn, I don't want anyone to shoot at me thinking I'm a cop. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I started putting the mailman hat on a lot more often. And I grew my hair out long, and that helped. Yeah, you know what? That would be a sure sign because yeah. you never see a cop along here. No. That's true. Yeah. Not in uniform, anyway. No, no. They're undercover. Undercover, yeah. Yeah. And one guy, he, he damn, I thought you were a cop. And he was so relieved I wasn't, he wanted to give me a beer. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. <laughs> that is funny. I mean, he just looked like he you know, won the lottery. He's like, oh, man, I'm so glad you're not a guy. Hey, you want something to drink? <laughs> so I'm, glad I, I'm sorry I scared him, but I'm glad I made his day. And let me do this again. Heaven Miller High Life. Yes. If you got the time. If you got the time. We've got the beer. Okay. Okay. Google it. Yep. We'll get a cease and desist from Miller Brewing. Yeah, they're like, oh my God, the douchebags actually said that they. They'll come and do Will Smith on us. They'll smack us and say, keep our beer's name out of your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so let's see here. Do you have another thing you want to go to? Hey, did you know that the Netherlands are banning certain pets? No. no notably, the French bulldog and the Scottish fold cat. Now I think you know what a French bulldog. Is. Yeah, yeah, Looks and like. I know what a Scottish fold cat it's, is too. Yeah. Very furry and. They've got the ears that fold yeah, over yep. in front. Uh, the reason the Netherlands are banning them is these are animals that have genetic flaws that make them look the way they do. Well, we found a stray Scottish fold uh, cat, uh-huh. and she had a genetic defect that led to her early uh, demise, mm-hmm. and we had to put her down. And they said that that, and we thought that she had like an ear infection deal when she was young, uh-huh. and both her ears were mangled. But actually, she was a Scottish fold when we took her to the place to examine her. Yeah. And they said that they said, you know, these cats have been bred 
so much that they have all these defects in them. And that was one of them, and it was like this paralysis type thing. If they lose her equilibrium and she yeah. couldn't walk, she just kept falling down. So there wasn't anything we could do about it. It's a cartilage defect, and it also affects every joint in their body. Their joints hurt because the cartilage is defective. Certain joints will fuse together oh, wow. also. And so these animals live in in pain their whole life because they're a, they're actually a birth defect. Wow, well, but I since know, people I find them cute, that. they keep breeding more of them. But these animals just suffer their whole life. Oh, that sucks. That's why the Netherlands is banning them. You know what? I agree with that. I had no idea. And the French bulldog is the same way. Their their snout is mashed and flattened, which gives them breathing problems and. They can't regulate their body temperature all that well. I think pugs are going to get on the list, too. Yeah, pugs should be on the list just as much as... Uh They're basically the same dog, only a little different looking as a... a, uh, But the the wording of the law is any animal that has been bred and is, you know, to look a certain way and suffers because of it cannot be brought into this country or bred in this country. Existing ones are, you know, of course, grandfathered in. Yeah. But in the future, you know, any animal that is just... It's kind of sick to think that we like the way it looks and we don't care that the animal's suffering. That's just kind of wrong. Okay, for one thing is, I think a lot of people didn't know that, like me. Yeah, exactly. I thought Scottish Fold was just, you know, a weird ear thing. Yeah, I thought it was too. Like I said, we thought the cat had an ear infection because it was a stray. Uh Never in my life would I thought someone would let that expensive of a cat go... So we went with the latter as it had an ear infection. Yeah. But we only found out in the last moments of her life that she was actually a very yeah. pricey cat. We wouldn't have sold her anyhow, but yeah. I mean... But you know, it's the, the breeders the defense, that want to make money off of them that aren't telling us that these poor animals aren't supposed to be this way. Yeah. They're well, the they, ones whitewashing it. Sorry to use that term. That should be used to do it. They're the ones <laughs> covering it up that, you know, this is a birth defect that it's causing the animal to suffer. But isn't it cute? Buy it because it's cute. Okay, uh, what this cat had, and there's other genetic defects too that they yeah. probably don't mention, but it's stroke-like symptoms. Oh wow! And that's in her equilibrium. Yeah, is destroyed by this uh, narrowing of some vein or something like. If I yeah. remember correctly, and um, and uh, anyhow, we took her up to Wayside Waves because they were willing to look at her that day and we couldn't get in anywhere else. And they're the ones that told us about it. They said, number one, she's a Scottish Fold. Number two, she has one of the defects that they get. Yeah. And is a narrowing of some sort of an artery that basically destroys her equilibrium and their sense of balance and they can't walk anymore and there's no way to get it back. So we had to put her down. So there's other defects too besides the fusing of the... And it's interesting because this could eventually creep in towards, like, take a German Shepherd, for example. The breeding and interbreeding uh, to maintain the German Shepherd line has resulted in animals that have real problems with their hips. Just about every German Shepherd yeah, is going to have, have hip, hip dysplasia. dysplasia. Yeah. And Labradors that's where the get it hip, too. hip bones come out of the pelvic sockets. And uh, another problem with German Shepherds is, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it. It, uh, it has, it, the name sounds something like a flower, like orchid or something, but it, it's where the, the, the male dog retains his testicles up in his body and they never Oh, descend. our pug. 
our pug had one of them. Yeah. A uh, um, what do they call it? A uh, oh shit! There's a name they have for that one for his yeah. one testicle. Uh-huh. And anyhow, they had to open up his stomach and get it out to neuter him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my brother had a German Shepherd that was that way. And my parents said, "What? What well, can't you just you know?" bring them down and just have them No, they're be a actually male inside their body. Yeah, and the, well the vet said, "No, I won't do it because this is a, this is a a flaw in the breed and no one wants this dog to breed and pass on that trait." So, any vet will will neuter this dog and never allow it to breed because it has this defective trait. Well, unfortunately, that um, weird that a vet would not would not let you have a, a sexually functioning dog because the breeders didn't want that trait to pass on. I didn't know there was an option that you could pull it out. No, there isn't, because they won't let you. They could. There's nothing wrong with but it. But they won't let you. Okay. They won't let you. It was, doesn't hurt the dog at all to have the testicles just brought down and sewn into the little sack, and he could be a functioning dog. Okay. But the vet intentionally won't let you do that because okay. they don't want to pass on We didn't on even know there was an option. Yeah, they won't tell you. We were led you. to believe that you got to have this operation. That's it. I that's no what idea. they'll tell you. It's like, oh, it's got to be done. Got to be. Got to yeah, be. Yeah, that's why we understood it. And it wasn't until my, I think it was my dad or my my brother said, but why can't we just fix him? And that's when the vet said, no vet will fix him because we don't. We won't allow this trait to continue. Interesting. I'm gonna tell Val that. Forced birth control on your pet. You see, uh, my friend Bob got it. Got him close to late in his in his uh, lifespan. Bob's lifespan, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyhow, he had him about a year, no. and I don't even know at that point because he is losing so much of his, uh, what would you say, his daily skills or his... From the makers of Who Bit My Asshole board game and balloon art with ball sacks video series, it's two douchebags and a microphone action figures. Act now and get a free bag of Flaming Hot Cheetos, a bottle of antibiotics, and three free mullets. That's right, dress your douchebag up and send him off to horrible scenarios all day long. Order soon and get a free at-home taint piercing kit. That's right, free home taint piercing kit, new from Jizbro. Whatever, you know, his thought pattern, all that, mm. I'm, I'm not sure. His grip? Yeah, his grip. That's a good way to put it. Mm. That I'm not even sure if he noticed that the dog had one testicle. Yeah. You know, and anyhow, <laughs> he, he always told me that he wanted me to have the dog if anything happened to him. And that's what happened. So, unfortunately, when I got him, all of a sudden we noticed we thought he'd been fixed because you couldn't really see the one ball. It was up partially, too. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, Val's like, hey, do you know this dog is not fixed? I'm like, well, that'll explain him pissing on everything. <laughs> so, anyhow, yeah, very interesting. It's interesting that the two things you said I have experience with. Yeah. So, anyhow, go ahead. Oh, well, that was that was all I had wrapped up on that. Um, have you seen the promotions for this uh, World War II show, uh, movie called Devotion? No, I have not. It's, oh, wait a minute. Take that back. I wasn't paying very much attention. Mm-hmm. Um, is it coming out on the big screen or not? Uh, I think it's uh, pay-per-view, on-demand kind of thing. Because I think it was being advertised for as a, a dish on-demand movie. They're on now streaming kind of thing. Okay, it wasn't the same thing. Go ahead. Okay. Anyway, it's a World War II flick, and they say based on a true story, which could mean anything from, you know, it's set in World War II, so that could be their 
based on a true story is the fact that World War II really happened and everything else. Yeah, could be yeah, made and up. the one I'm referring to is a new one coming out on the big screen, and it's about World War One. Oh, okay. Yeah, it looked pretty interesting, but like I said, I never pay attention to the previews. It pisses me off that you got to sit through twenty fucking minutes of advertising yeah. to see your movie. Yeah. Anyhow, go ahead. Um, this is. Uh, it seems like the main focus of the movie is a a black man who is an Air Force pilot, mm-hmm. which was uncommon during World War II. Generally, the uh, um, the people of color who volunteered for the uh, armed forces were put in the roles of like truck drivers, mechanics. Uh, nobody wanted to really give them a gun. Uh, the white people didn't want to give me. I know why. Say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know why. But anyway, so this movie follows this guy who is, you know, unusual in the fact that he's an Army Air Force fighter pilot and he's also black, which makes him, yeah. you know, stand out. And then he has this white friend who's, you know, there with him through thick and thin. And Real quick, yeah. let me clarify something I just said in case anyone thinks it was derogatory. I just thought of this. Okay. Okay. When I said I know why, I'm talking about their treatment yes. towards the black man. Yes. I'm not talking about, oh, black man's going to go shoot somebody. That's not what I'm saying. No, it's, they had every reason to want to shoot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now that that's clarified, yes. go ahead. Yeah, when the bully's been picking on the little kid for a couple of years. And then you give him a baseball bat? And yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what we were saying. Yes. But but what's what I was kept waiting for but never showed up in the movie was the reality of the discrimination against uh, black men who wanted to serve. But this movie, this, and here's where I'm using the term correctly, whitewashes all of that <laughs> and shows the white man and the black man as best friends, you know, breezing through every social situation. I mean, it's as if everyone had today's attitudes, uh-huh. but it was set 80 years ago when attitudes were much different, but that got in the way of a good feel-good movie, so it's like they dumped almost all of the racial aspect and the racial tension, which was a real thing. It was white during the during I the agree, war. Yeah, but apparently that makes for you know it's not such a fun feel-good movie. So they they're wiping that out, and that's just horrible. It, it's whitewashing history so we all feel better about it and not feel so bad about ourselves. That just fucking floors me. That, and I that, think that, the thing is that even even black people in the younger age demographics are okay with it because they just want a happy, fun, feel-good movie too. They don't always want to be reminded every time they go to see a movie about you know the struggle and, our and ancestors actually, really, went through. Actually, really, I mean, you're supposed to suspend... Uh, suspend you know, your disbelief. Yeah, and all that. So, okay, all right. I guess I get it then. I mean, because if there's... Uh, um, black people that accept it and are good with it then okay that's fine it just it struck me as wrong to pretend that that's the way things were Uh, but I think it's it's, suspending uh, reality to watch a movie so you know what then okay I don't I guess I don't have a problem with that then because people you know I I see what you're saying but Mm -hmm. I mean a movie's a movie fiction but they should not say it's based on a real story yeah, yeah. And, of course, me, I always take it, you know, take it to an extreme. It's like, are we going to whitewash what the Germans did? 
Oh, it's already happening. Yeah, it I is. Guess so. It is already happening because there is a segment of society that say that the Holocaust wasn't fake. Yeah, and yeah. that just—it's sickening. That is so infuriating to me because my mom was almost one of them. Yeah, and and she's not Jewish. She's Greek. Uh, yeah, the Holocaust wasn't just about Jews. I mean, that was the main focus, oh, but it was almost, always intellectuals. The Nazis almost got them. Yeah. She almost died before she even was six months old because yeah. starvation and the Nazis. The, so yeah, the Nazis thought that, the Greeks were not of an Aryan descent. Yes. The Slavic peoples of, of Eastern Russia, they were... Uh, we but didn't you fit could the blonde-haired, blue-eyed por- yeah. portfolio generally over yeah. there. Although but, there are blonde-haired, blue-eyed Greeks. Yeah. Not very many of them, but yeah. But even if you were blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and Aryan, if you were like an intellectual, gay, uh, a communist, I mean, mm-hmm. they threw you in the camps too. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're Russian, <laughs> that's oh, all yeah. it took. <laughs> well, I had this one guy that I was friends with. I used to enjoy hearing his conspiracy shit that told me that the Holocaust wasn't real. Uh, and I told him to shut the fuck up. No kidding. And he goes, are you serious? I go, yeah. I said, you can say a lot of shit, but that shit is wrong, and I know it. And I told him about it, but he wouldn't believe it. So I eventually just said, you know oh, what? Yeah. You don't need to come around here anymore. No. That kind of thought is just fucking disturbing to me. And you know that the Turks have gotten away with denying their Holocaust. Oh, yeah, the, you're right. During World War I, uh, the Christ, there was a, a large population of Christian Armenians in Turkey. Mm-hmm. And they were being scapegoated just the way Hitler did with the Jews. Uh, as being, you know, the problem. They had, they were successful, and they had all the money, yeah. so therefore they were somehow cheating and were in problems. So millions of them were sent to live in concentration camps and allowed to die. And ironically, it was a German photographer and doctor who, oh, wow. who went in and took pictures and exposed them. But to this day, the Turks will not admit it happened. Yeah, will right. not even talk to someone who it's illegal they to talk not, about it. Yeah, in the it's country. illegal and they will not entertain yeah. it. Yeah. And if your country tries to talk to Turkey about their Armenian Holocaust, they will break off diplomatic relations. That yeah, is yeah. so hard that Turkey is denying their own Holocaust. Oh, yeah. And um, I got to go a step further on the neighbor. He was a neighbor of mine in Cleveland, Missouri that used mm-hmm. to. He he was um, a, conspiracy, uh, a conspiracy theory. Theory is, uh, I can't even fucking talk. There is, uh, okay, theory. Anyhow, conspiracy a, sound like Joe Biden. Again. <laughs> a Tony Romo and Joe Biden cross. But anyhow, let's see. He um, he actually went into an insane asylum and never came out. His wife divorced him. Mm. But um, he was saying that Alex Jones was a fake plant to make the conspirators. Hey, I said it right. Yeah. <laughs> the conspirators uh, make them look crazy. Yeah. And then he said, like, uh, other things, like, well, um, Rush Limbaugh would, had been paid to keep the Republican line and not the true conservative line, all this stuff. And, anyhow, you know, he went to an insane asylum, but months before that, I wouldn't talk to him because every time he tried to tell me the Holocaust didn't exist and every time... I told me it was full of shit, but yeah. I never expanded on it because I didn't feel he needed to know. I didn't yeah. give a shit. But then finally, the last time I talked to him, I told him why. And I said, if you say that again, I don't know. I might pick up a baseball bat and beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, um, you want to go into something a little bit lighter? I think we should. Okay. Uh, the other day, I ran across new millennial terms and words. Oh, these should be good. Yeah. Enoughness. 
Okay. I like this one because... <laughs> Enoughness. There's only three of them. And I have some more at home. And I was, if you heard some paper fumbling, it's because I fucking lost it. I, 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 it's at home somewhere. I got to go through all my papers. I was downloading our cruise documents, and it's probably mixed in with there. So, anyway. Well, as we've discussed, uh, inf- information once learned is never truly ever lost. So That's true. It does still exist there. somewhere. It's, it is, uh, it's existing at home <laughs> right now <laughs> in South Kansas City. So, anyhow, enough of this. The state or condition of being enough, sufficiency or adequate. Used in a sentence, how was Jimmy's book report? Reply could be enoughness. A quick, easy way to reply without having to go in depth. So it's just kind of like a, how was it? So it was okay, but nothing special. Enoughness. Okay, so I think it's it's used as, like, it's adequate. It's... It's not spectacular, but it's enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's like, just a, it'll a do. It'll do. Yeah, yeah, there's a go. It's kind of like a sandwich that's okay, Yeah. but you're eating, and it's like, how's your sandwich? It'll do. You know, like in uh, Charlotte's Web, when the guy said, that'll do, pig. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, you're reaching back there. Yeah. Look it up. Google it. Charlotte's Web. Away to be pig. Yeah. But I'll tell you what not to Google Gay midget porn. <laughs> now your phone is looking for it. Yep. And ours too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my one's sitting right there. It probably is. So, anyhow. <laughs> the next one, infladating. Hmm, infladating. Oh, you know what? I want to get your thoughts on this. I want to hear what you think it is, and then we'll go into what it is. Um, infladating. Oh, something to do with dating. Yes. Um, influencer dating, dating an influencer, or dating somehow you know, to do with I influencing? Love, I love that thought, but no. No? No. This is a term used to describe the extremely high prices of going out to dinner. Oh, inflation. Inflation. Oh, yeah. okay. Infl- I was thinking influencer dating. There's probably one word like that, and there, it's yeah, probably on the page be. that's lost. Like, infladating means you go out and you do everything to post to social media. It's not a real date. It's just a stuff. I'll bet you anything there's one like that. And as a matter something. of fact, I'm going to look that up uh, sometime in the yeah. course of, you know, before the next show. Alrighty. If I remember. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, let's see. So, on a dating app, a guy likes three choices of single women, but does not have enough money to sift through the possibilities. Mm. Okay. The man doesn't have $100 a pop. This is a good reason coffee houses become the new first date choice among youngsters. And yeah. even, you know, the said women involved in this or men or whatever, they are on board with it too because they understand. They realize, like, yeah. yeah. you know, this may not work out, so we're going to just have coffee. So that he's out sense. of there with like 20 bucks. You'd rather go out on an inexpensive date than not a date yeah. at all. and then you decide whether they're worthy of the $100 date. Yeah, and they're all on board with us. They're like, you know what? I got to If they like him, I got to put up a good impression. I'll get that hundred dollar date and get to know this guy. Yeah. So it's like a preliminary. It's like, okay, you won the coffee shop, but we'll see if you won the fucking dinner. Yeah. So next one that I have, and then the last one, unfortunately, because I pulled the mark move and left the other one at home. <laughs> Social jet lag. Huh. 
Well, I know what jet lag is, but how do they... right? Well, get rid of your disinfectants and rubber bedspreads, kids. It's the all-new Amber Herd Alert System. This fantastic early warning device helps one stay dry and rid of all those annoying mattress invoices. Simply hook up to child under six or psychopath and wait for the running water sound. This clever machine has three distinct settings, Babbling Brook, Ocean Waves, and Roaring River for those close calls. Order today and get a free Cinnabon Renewsit cartridge. Social. Is that where you're like behind the times? Yeah. I'll just explain it, okay? okay? It'll be easier. Social jet lag. This is used to describe someone's busy schedule with people. Bill had a convention to attend and then he had to fly to another state to speak at a public event. Okay, wearing yourself out with social events. Yeah. So it's Bill has social jet lag and that's why he doesn't want to go to the concert tonight. Okay, I was thinking more like social delay where... Well, it was you know, kind of... The latest trends take longer to filter to some areas than others. Yeah, okay, that's a little bit different than what yeah. I thought you were going. But yeah, it, I mean, this is this one, but then again, I'll bet you anything that there is a term to describe that too. Yeah, I remember seeing that before the advent of internet and social media. If you lived out of town... You're about six months behind the latest, you know, slang terms or fads or fashions or whatever. Now I imagine that only happens if you're like in a country where you have bad internet or like out in the middle of Kansas where you have HughesNet. <laughs> <laughs> HughesNet. If you have a, if you love dial-up, you'll love HughesNet. Yeah, no shit. Okay, hey, look up dial-up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. the sounds of dial-up. Yeah, but do not look up gay midget porn on no. Google. Yeah, but you should Google image search the Filthy Bean. Yeah, the Filthy Bean is a coffee house that we love. And the giant terrarium atmosphere is so incredible. Banana trees. We even have a gecko in there that no one claims, but we saw yes, it. we saw it. Yeah. Rick says he has nothing to do with a gecko, probably because of health violations, yeah. maybe. So it just brings in a giggle, yeah, man. What yeah, do I do? Yeah, yeah. So we must have planted it in there because they're not native to Nashville. No, but it does keep down all the little flies. And oh, stuff. but anyhow, all you guys that are writing the Nashville International because they won't let the filthy bean in there because they mm. find the name questionable, keep writing them. Yeah, this is working. Yeah, Rick said that it's working. Headway. Just uh, he said to put on the title, "We want the filthy bean." Yes, and then you can right like it in the in the actual message. You can go, hey. We want the filthy bean in Nashville International. You know, 
but put that on the you know we want the filthy bean mm-hmm. on the subject line to the Nashville International yeah. Airport email. I guess would it work to do hashtag filthy bean? Yes, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think that'll work too. I think that that will alert other people mm-hmm. of the uh, of the pouring of outrage. Yeah. The compassion to have the filthy bean yep. in the airport. It's this is a compassionate move on everyone's yes. part to help support. Everybody these. loves the filthy bean. Yeah. yeah. Everyone should start the day with the filthy bean. Yes, the filthy bean is terrific. Man, what great coffees. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a smooth finish. Yes. Christopher, you know our um, elaborate prank section, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I've got one for you. I never told you about Babble Snatch, have I? Uh, no. Okay, if I, even no. if I did, just say I didn't know. <laughs> he knows nothing about Babble Snatch. Uh, yeah, I would think I would remember a name like Babble Snatch. Okay. So. <laughs> well, Babble Snatch, this is back in the 80s, probably mid-80s, best guess. Could have been 87 at the latest, but uh, anyhow... Um, yeah, I used to go to the 7-Eleven in Belvedere, which isn't there now. It was knocked down and then replaced way later by a quick trip. But um, anyhow, I used to go in there all the time and, you know, go in there and buy sodas and shit and whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, rolling papers for my friends, not for me. <laughs> and uh, anyhow, you know, just shit like that. So uh, anyhow, there was this guy in there. He, I don't know, you know, I think he hated long hairs or something. But anyhow, he was, I noticed he was nice to everybody but me. Like, I'd be, yeah, like, third in I've line, and, hey, how you know, first guy, hey, Mr. Jones, how you doing? Oh, man, yeah, nice weather. Hey, how's the kid, you know? Next person, hi, Loretta, how you doing? Oh, man, yeah, 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 everything's going good, man. I got the I got the old Taurus running really good. Yeah, yeah, come by, man. We'll, <laughs> the old Taurus. Yeah, you it. know. <laughs> I come up there, 142. So, h- h- how you doing, Paul? 142. Okay, here you go. And I'm like, what the hell? How come this guy hates me? And every time I go in there, nicest pie to everybody but me, it's like, just like, yeah, it'd be 249. So, uh, weather's pretty nice out there. Thanks, bye. I'm like, <laughs> that motherfucker. So he did this so many times, and he just never talked to me. He wouldn't even, like, hardly look at me, you know? Nice. So, And I never did nothing to this fucker that I know of. You know, maybe <laughs> someone said something like this guy said, you know, that you're a dick or maybe someone's screwing with him like hey man he thinks you got a nice ass who knows <laughs> whatever the fucking deal was the guy was just a complete tool bag to me constantly so i was like yeah. all right bitch so i go home and i think about it. I'm like okay so i start calling up and i go hey uh you got any babble snatch gum what babble snatch i mean everybody i mean i bought it from there a couple of weeks ago stuff is fucking awesome man I'll tell you what, man, you know, talk to your manager about it. Is this like a breath freshening gum? I, I, I don't, you and know. Maybe a bubble gum? Or... I, I just came up with it. And uh, anyhow, the guy, he bit on it, you know. He was like, oh, actually yeah. like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll check on <laughs> That's it for awesome. you. Yeah, hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. So anyhow, so I called back a little bit later. Yeah, someone called earlier, you know. And uh, anyhow, uh, I'm sure we have it here somewhere. But, you know, I'll talk to my manager about it tonight. And we'll see what we can do. So anyhow, I have a couple other people call it about Babble Snatch Gum and, you know, and 
they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're working on getting it in. Okay. You know, the regional manager, we called him and he said that he was going to work on getting it in here. And, and uh, I go, well, you know, I bought it the other day and it's just so good. And, and they believe me. I go, man, this gum is just so great tasting. And he's like, it's babble snatch, right? Yeah. Babble snatch. That's the name of it. Okay. All right. I would have so, loved to listen into the conversation when he's asking the regional manager about babble snatch gum. Oh yeah. So, you know, anyhow, I called down there the next day and I go, Hey man, you know, you got that babble snatch gum, you know, and the guy's like, Oh, hang on, hang on. I think it's in. We just had a load. Hang on. So anyhow, so the guy's like, you know, and this load. is the guy I hated, the Paul guy. So anyhow, he's like, yeah, hang on a second. So I hear him like, yeah, hey, I'm going to go to the back there, and it's in one of the boxes. They said it was coming in today. So, all right, no big deal. So I hear him go back there. I hear some rustling, and a couple people come in. Then he stops. He goes up there. Oh, yeah, it would be 1242. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. And then he helps someone else. I hear him go back again. Yeah. I hear him rustling some, through some more boxes. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm laughing my ass off. And, and yeah, this guy, he like, for like 20 minutes, is looking for babble snatch gum. So, so anyhow so like finally like a half hour later he comes back he goes man he goes look i know we're gonna have it in by the end of the day i talked to my manager <laughs> okay all right man all right i'll come in tonight and i'll get some gum man save some for me man okay <laughs> my name's billy i'll be in okay okay all right i'll save you some babble snatch gum no problem so a couple hours later i call up and i talk to the manager Manager's like, yeah, yeah, I ordered some a couple days ago, and it should be in. If it's not in right now, it's going to be in by the end of the day, I guarantee you. So I don't know how the hell they ordered it, because there was no such thing as Babble Snatch gum. I made this shut up, and all of a sudden, I mean, everybody wanted this fucking Babble Snatch gum. And it never did exist. Matter of fact, this prank got so good to where I ended up, this is, you know, in the 80s before digital cameras even, let alone, mm. you know, there are phone cameras and all the, you know, Photoshop and everything. No you can internet. Do now. No, we had to like cut stuff out of wrappers and stuff <laughs> yeah. and make a fake babble snatch gum and take an old fashion, fashion like a Polaroid type of picture. Oh, I forgot yeah. what it was. It could have been one of those old ba- box cameras back then. Uh-huh. Probably the only thing I could afford, you know. Hey, yeah, we actually took cameras. a picture of the babble snatch gum <laughs> and a guy went in there. He goes, Hey, man, I need this. The guy's like, I know, I know, I know, man. We're working on getting it in. Oh, it's hard God. to get, man. Everybody wants this babble snatch gum. <laughs> So anyhow, I guess the whole moral of the story is, is don't be a dick to me because then I'll do something like that. And even now, to this day, I'll have a couple people on my friends list every now and then like send me a little message. They'll go, babble snatch. I'm like, ah! I remember one time I was like working up in fucking New York or something. And all of a sudden I get a ding. And like I'm, I'm on top of this fucking skyscraper there putting in glass. And I look down and it says babble snatch. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm up there dying. This glass about ready to fall and kill a hundred people. <laughs> <laughs> they recover your body and they look at your phone. And, well, the last text you received said "babble snatch." We better yeah. look into this. <laughs> <laughs> By some guy named Dirtbag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyhow, that is uh, my elaborate prank section of this. Unless we throw some more in there, but anyhow, babble snatch. Never forget it. His name lives on. Swimming in toxic masculinity and wiping their ass with politically correct wash rags. Two douchebags in a microphone invade your ear holes in three, two, one. All right, two douchebags and a microphone. 
Welcome back. Or and probably by now this is going to be the second podcast. So uh, so welcome first. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I got this neat little story here that I found, and then we can go into I call bullshit on Tom Brady, and then we can go into our Super Bowl predictions and a recap of the championship. Yeah, conference championships. So. Yeah, because Christopher's got. Uh, some kicks in the ass. Yeah, I've got an ass paddling coming. Yeah, so. and I got an even flush neither because I was fifty-fifty. <laughs> yep. So, anyhow, I'm sorry about I'm sorry about your uh, kick in the ass. Yeah. I think this puts me one behind you in overall. I think the first week I I was one ahead. The second week you were one ahead, and now I'm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we were even until last weekend. And now but you're I don't blame you because I almost picked the Bengals too. I mean, they just seem to have our number. So, yeah. but not this time. Yeah. So, anyhow, but I still contend we should have been ahead by um, by probably ten points. Yeah. Because we were outplaying them so much. The end result really did not match the way they were playing. Yeah, because the Chiefs the, dominated, but just kept all the injuries. Up. Yeah, yeah, injuries, all that stuff. Have you seen that the Bengals fan is now starting a petition to change the rules about excessive cheering and noise in stadiums? Oh, They're saying it's unfair and cheating, and we fucking should go pussies. They want to go back to what was the '80s when they would stop the game if the crowd was too noisy and tell the crowd they had to settle down, or they would. Penalize the home team look, five Natty. yards. And... Look, Natty, you're all fucking fine when you guys are winning. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, you know, you get fucking five sacks, you get two interceptions, and you say the game was rigged. Yep. Fuck you guys and I shut know. up. Go back to eating your fucking five-line Skyway chili. It tastes like a bowl of shit. I think this is going to happen every year that the team that gets the heartbreaking loss is going to whine and cry about rule changes. Well, personally, I want to fucking hear it because we've yeah. been the product of a lot of bad calls. No kidding. And you know what? And I'm not even sure the calls were bad because Christopher and I, the one that everyone's fucking infuriated about was the uh, out-of-bounds hit. Oh, yeah. Remember, we looked at each other. We said we just won the game. Yep. That's 15 yards well within Butker's range. Yep. And the reason we looked at each other and said we won the game is because we knew that was a penalty. Yeah. Obvious, clear, flagrant. Flagrant. Yeah. yeah. It was flagrant and right in front of a ref. It wasn't so, just a little tap on the shoulder as they were out of bounds. It was push him down. Yeah. He was trying to hurt him. Exactly. He was trying so, to make sure he couldn't play yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yes. Yep. So the deal is this right here, and he thought it was going to go into overtime, too. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, well, we'll beat him if we uh, get rid of Mahomes. Yep. So fuck you guys and fuck that guy, Osai <laughs> or whatever. You guys deserve what you get. Sit at home. Yep. Sit at home and bitch. Because you know what, whining is for losers. But you know it worked for Buffalo last year because they got all bent that the Chiefs scored the touchdown on the first possession in overtime, and now and the Buffalo whined, "Ooh, we should have gotten a chance to have the ball no matter what," and they whined enough that they actually changed the rules. Yeah, for that. So yeah, that's right, they did. So they the NFL has shown that if you get angry enough and wave your little fists and whine and cry loud enough, they'll change the rule to make you shut up. You see, I agreed that I didn't like the sudden death rule, mm-hmm. but here's the deal, because it's so much luck involved. You get yeah. the coin toss and and uh, and uh, an offense like, you know, Kansas mm-hmm. City, you can damn well bet that they'll probably win it. Yeah. But I don't like the fact that they wave their tiny little fists and NFL caved. Yeah. 
So I'm like, kind of don't like it. I agree with it, but I don't like the way it was done. And I think the NFL set a horrible precedent that a certain little segment of society like Buffalo uh-huh. is waving their tiny little fists in the air complaining about that. Yeah. So. I, I think an equitable solution would be if the game is tied at the end of regulation, then just commit to playing another 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and then the outcome's the outcome. Yep, and if you're still win tied, by 10, you won, then play won by another three, 15 one point. minutes. Yeah. But the problem with that is it's not as exciting as a sudden you death. See, that I, was, the, that was the NFL's goal is, ooh, exciting sudden death, and now people are bite bitching about it. You want to hear my take? Yes. Soccer template. Yeah. Yeah, they're like uh-huh. soccer is getting so much steam. Yeah, yes, until someone wins kick. it. Yeah. That's what they were going for. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're going to make this exciting like soccer. Someone's going to score a touchdown, and that's it. Or like college football, where you start at the 25 and you score a touchdown. Then the other team gets at the 25 and they score a touchdown. You go oh, yeah. back and forth, and the final score is like 68 to 73 oh, or something stupid. I, I really hate that, too. Yeah. I just When I first heard that, I'm like, that's not going to work. It wouldn't yeah. work in the NFL because that fucks up the over-under bets. Yes, they will never They'll do that. They'll never anything. allow that. And I also think that that sudden death deal about the um, the seven points is probably due to the spread, too. But then they, yeah. I don't know, they changed. They figured out a better way to steal money, so they went that way. Yeah. Well, I got this story about Travis Kelsey and his message to Chiefs fans. Yeah. Don't mess with Rocky Balboa. Oh, okay. The The... Yeah, Boxer the, character. Yeah, yeah. The the statue. Oh, the statue. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The message Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey is sending to the fans ahead of Super Bowl 57, is it? I think so. Yeah, 57 against the Philadelphia Eagles. When the Eagles are in the playoffs, it has become somewhat of a tradition for the opponent's colors to mysteriously appear on the iconic Rocky statue. <laughs> More often than not, the act of vandalism doesn't work out for their opponents. So yeah. you look at the run that they had this oh. year, did not work out. And it says here, if you need any evidence, just look at the NFC Championship game against the 49ers. And, and the 49ers jersey was placed on Rocky statue Ooh. prior. And the Eagles went on to win the game with ease, 31-7. With the Chiefs up next, Kelsey is imploring the fans do not touch the Rocky statue, mm-hmm. especially if they're thinking about putting his jersey on. Right now, Chiefs fans yeah. do not touch the fucking Rocky Memorial, Kelsey said on his new Heights podcast. That's the one he does with uh, Jason Kelsey. Yeah. Do not do that, all right? Definitely don't put an 87 on there. Do not do that. Which means some Eagles fan is going to go do that. I was getting ready to, I was getting ready mm-hmm. to say that. Some Eagles fan is going to do that. And but, blame the Chiefs. But I think that, that something like that, the intent is going to get them. Yeah. Yeah, so. It's, you know, it's probably been the Eagles organization all season long, putting the opposing opponent's colors on the statue, to, you know, as a publicity stunt. Yeah, yeah, and then people are infuriated, and they go watch the game. Oh, those guys deface de- Rocky. Uh-huh. We're going to beat them. Because yeah. if someone really was defacing the statue, they could put surveillance nearby or a camera or something and figure it out. But the thing is, the police in Philadelphia know that the Philadelphia Eagles are doing it themselves to get the fans riled up. Yeah. And it's working. Yeah, it it's is. It's another fake publicity stunt that, oh, look what the fans are doing. No, they're not. No. No, no they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Nope. <laughs> nope. I... 
Hundred percent agree. Yep. Oh, and, yeah, and and it's all just like you said. It's a publicity stunt, and it, hell, it probably even hired by the NFL or the Eagles. Yeah. Do yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like the moonshiners show where they have ooh, they're out there illegally making booze in the woods. But no, they're not. They're not breaking any laws whatsoever. But it they wouldn't give be on you, TV if they were. Right. But they give you that little you know hint of danger and. And That's everybody gobbles it up like the fucking uh, uh, like the sheep baby, we are, the baby birds they are. They yes. got their mouth open, and people are just like, pff, pff, there. You go. So. Well, yeah, every 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 week, the other team's colors or jersey mysteriously appears. Oh wow! Yeah, of course it does. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> this is way too good of a business opportunity to let it go to chance. Oh yeah. We're going to yeah. make sure it happens. This is publicity in a can. Yes. Yeah, so, anyhow, stay tuned for I Call Bullshit. This one's on Tom Brady. I Call Bullshit on Tom Brady. He is bullshit. Oh, yeah, he is. (laughs) Okay, here's my school of thought. Now, this may change, and I'll tell you why. If he appears on the Super Bowl as a commentator... Rip this thing up with it that okay. I'm getting ready to say. Because I do think that there's some of this thought going on with Tom Brady, and this is why I'm calling bullshit. He started off by retiring last year. His wife tweeted it out first, the first notice of his upcoming retirement. Then the head coach, Bruce Arians, when asked about this retirement, said, I seriously doubt that. Mm-hmm. So it never even been talked about. And yeah. then we since find out that... Uh, Giselle was wanting her own career, and the only way to do that is Tom Brady had to be at home with the kids while she did this. Mm-hmm. So, all right, right there, there's a little check mark against him right there. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, well, he's, you know, she was crying out for the family, and then, you know, so then he kind of had to go along with it. And then he announced his retirement after that. You know, he said, you know, that I doubt that would be news to me. So a few days later, he officially retired. This lasted about 40 or so so days. Mm-hmm. Bruce Arians steps down as the head coach, most likely due to Brady's change of plans. Uh-huh. He didn't want to be around for the rebuilding process. Yeah. So he's like, you know, I'm going to step down and go to the front office, get a really good paycheck, and really, you know, mm-hmm. not be out there on the field. Maybe a month later, he officially unretires. So Bruce Arians already retired. Yeah. His wife is already filing for a divorce. Then not long after his impending divorce, it's made public. Uh, so Tom's, you know, Tom's death toll for his own greed is uh, one wife, one head coach, two children, countless season ticket holders mm-hmm. that sold their tickets because of the news. Yeah. Okay. So fast forward 2023. You know, Tom just destroyed Tampa for the foreseeable future. Yes. Okay. So you see how I'm building a case here? Yeah. You know, I'm lawyer here. There is no way Tom is hanging around for another eight, nine season. That mm. he has no chance of beating like a Philadelphia or a 49ers, and he knows that. Not yeah. with a team that is salary crap to salary. Uh, salary. I think you're right. Salary crap. Yeah, salary crap. <laughs> he just ran off. Okay, he just ran off to another team while this shitstorm is still smoldering in Tampa. So he officially retires. So he doesn't look like a complete pig. So now Brady sits and waits in the brush. The right team, the right talent comes along, begging his services, and bam, he unretires again. Yeah. But only after a groundswell of, we really want you over here. Oh, come on, Tom, unretire. We need you. 
And he's going to be over there going, no, 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 I'm in broadcasting now. He wants the public begging. Yeah. yeah. He will resist. He will act like it was never the plan. And he'll end up going back and act like it wasn't planned. I call bullshit. Yeah, he's he says he's going to take this year off and not go into broadcasting until next year. But there again, that leaves you him see, space to just jump yeah, on a team. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I think that if he's really serious about it, he want to cut his teeth in the Super Bowl. Why not? Be like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and start. You know, I know Mahomes really well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If he if he jumps in and he's he's doing that, then that's probably a good sign that he's really retired. But otherwise, yeah, I see him. I see him wanting to hold out and do one more victory lap around the league and if he does I hope in the first seat the first game somebody just blows his knee out and ends his career because yeah. I'm just done with that sack of shit yeah, I, I he's a too. cheater and he's a creep and he's a liar and he's a fool yeah and you know oh but he was a great football player yeah well maybe Hitler could play the violin real well I don't give a shit He's a piece of crap. And so is Tom Brady. I love that analogy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hiller, I killed 40 million Jews. Hang on, though. Maybe, wanna... maybe Jeffrey Dahmer made a hell of a birthday cake, but screw him anyway, you yeah, know? I heard he did. It <laughs> doesn't matter. I heard he was quite the Betty Crocker. Michael Vick could throw a football, but he was a dog killer, so fuck yes. him. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Love that. I same, I same way with Tom Brady. You can say, oh, but he's such a great football player, and he does this, he does that. Yeah, but he fucked over his wife and kids. Hey, anyone so I don't who have says that, did him. he not just hear the death toll? Mm-hmm. The death toll that I just outlined for his own greed? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all these people <laughs> had their lives ruined. Well, not ruined, but really screwed hampered, up. screwed up because of this. Yeah. How about his children? Yeah. That he just did this to. Yeah, and it's Tom Brady not living up to his commitments, lying, cheating, and and weaseling his way out of what he doesn't like or doesn't want. I agree. And we're supposed to think he's a great person for this? No. No, I don't think so. No. 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 Yep. So anyhow, that is, uh, I call bullshit on Tom Brady. So. I agree. All right. Do you want to get into our uh, kick in the asses and pat on the back? Yeah. And then go yeah, I to guess our we predictions, should. The final predictions before the Super Bowl. Yes. Oh, one comment about the Pro Bowl. When it was on, oh. I went shopping. Yeah. <laughs> I was at work and was happy that uh-huh. I wasn't around to watch that bullshit. The only thing that I saw was a blurb saying that after the Pro Bowl games, it's now a, a game, it's not a Pro Bowl game, it's the Pro Bowl games because yes. it's a collection of little games. Afterwards, Peyton Manning was upset about the way it ended. And I thought, well, of course he is because they needed some they sort need of story drama. to talk yeah. about. Yeah, to talk and then about. the quarterbacks they used and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just, and it, Peyton Manning is firmly in the in the pocket of the NFL. Oh, they they wave some cash in his face and he does whatever they tell well, him. They do, do that Manning cast uh-huh. and all that. And he's kind of like the friendly, happy, mm-hmm. older guy face. Been there and done that. With his they giant love him. Steroid head. Yeah. <laughs> Take a look at the pictures he's of got Peyton Manning in college. Uh-huh. And Peyton Manning, the final year of his, his professional career, his forehead is noticeably about four inches taller, and that is directly as a result of steroids. Yeah. He masked them very well, but that guy was a juicer from day one. Yeah. And another thing that really gives that away is how quick he fell off. Yeah. Just boom. He went from perfect arm strength to nothing in literally, what, a week or two? 
somebody predicted the exact same thing about Brady before the season began. They said at some point in the season, Brady's just going to go from Tom Brady to being just an old, average quarterback. And boy, howdy, did he. Yeah. And it was did. sudden. It did. And the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Look at the scoring. Not not the bullshit yards. Yeah. Not the bullshit yards. Yeah. You can get you can get 100 and 150 garbage time yards down, down the no middle problem. because they're discarding yeah. the end zones because they know you can't score. Yeah. Look at the stats for the first three quarters. Yeah. Yes. The the three points. Mm-hmm. Three points. Three points. Mm-hmm. You don't see touchdowns. Three yep. points. So. <laughs> He's had his time, and he stuck around way too late, and he should have been gone long before, and that's why I don't have any time for him anymore. Typical of the drunk is welcome. Yeah, typical of the drunk that stayed at the party too long. Yes. It's kind of like he's just lingering around, and he's trashed, Mm -hmm. saying stupid shit in the middle. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God, man. Fucking Tom's drunk again. Yeah. On, let, let's go over here. At the same time, he's telling everyone what a great karaoke singer he is. Yeah. Now he's great. Uh, yeah. Great that's, the snow's greatness. Yeah. yeah this way, yeah, I man. Man. Yeah, I can sing uh, <laughs> Mr. Roboto. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I'm so good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Domo. I think I. So, anyhow, all right, let's go to our kicks in the ass and pats on the back. All right, so in the first game, it was Eagles 49ers, and I chose the 49ers. Little did I know that it was going to be the hospital squad. I chose the 49ers, too. (laughs) And I would think if Brock Purdy was not injured, it would have been much closer. The Eagles might have still won. They were playing very well, especially against that San Francisco defense. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it would have been more of a game. And I think it would have been more of a toss-up. Here, here's what I'm thinking right off the bat here. So, Brock Purdy gets injured in the opening drive. They had plenty of time to figure out exactly what was wrong with his elbow. Yeah. So, they knew it was a completely severed ligament. So he's Why did no... they put him back in the game is well, what I don't understand. Here's what I'm thinking. They knew he was a no-go for the Super Bowl no matter what. So they're thinking, no way we want the 49ers limping into the Super Bowl with a nobody quarterback and getting destroyed. So, okay, 49ers, you don't get to win this game. This isn't your year because your quarterback is, is done. So, Eagles, you're going to win this game. 49ers, start sucking. Yeah. Well, okay, and that kind of supports my theory here. Mm-hmm. Garoppolo would not have had the best mobility, but he doesn't anyhow. Yeah. So why didn't they activate him for the game just in case? Yeah. Yeah. To me, that's just like um, either organized thought or mm-hmm. um, lack of regard, just complacency. Like, yeah, yeah, it ain't going to happen. Our first two quarterbacks got injured. No way a third one's going to. I, I think before the game, it was discussed that, you know, if Purdy's going great, then great, make a fun Super Bowl. But other than that, then no, you guys don't go any farther than this because we'd rather have a competitive Super Bowl than uh, a limped-in Niners team that doesn't stand a chance. I agree, yeah. So I I can go – and this is, this is a theory that's been floated out there already – and it is at least credible. It is at least 
clearly possible that by halftime the league had decided that the Eagles were going to win and the Niners were just running out the clock. And that's uh, why they put Purdy back in to just hand off. Yeah, no, no timeouts. Really yeah, they yeah. weren't even really trying. They were just no. like, okay, we have to go. They should have called the game. You know, back with that big bench clearing brawl and the people were throwing each other around. At that point, they should have said, okay, game is done. Eagles, you win. Yeah. Because after every play, these players were trying to kill each other. And it was supposed to the 49ers had already been told, you got no chance. Eagles are the chosen one. So, you know, the 49ers players were frustrated and had nothing to lose because they knew that they weren't going to win that game no matter what. Yeah. And that's why there was a fight after every play because they already told the Niners players, ain't your year. Script says Eagles get to move on. If Brock Purdy had stayed healthy and was doing fantastic, they probably wouldn't have interfered and the game could have gone you know, whichever way it was going to go. But I think once Purdy went down, the writing was on the wall that the Eagles were, were the chosen ones and they were advancing no matter what. But, okay. So we were both wrong on that. But the second game is where I get the ass battle. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> the second yeah. game was Chiefs Sorry, and the Bengals. Sorry, I was just looking at something on my cruise there. I just got a message from a really good friend of ours that handles our cruises, Wendy, and uh, Travel Masters. Wendy at Travel Masters. Look her up. She's on my Facebook. Really good person. Um, my date of birth was wrong by one year. Oh. Which could really affect my passport and all oh, that. Yeah, if absolutely. someone wanted to look at it and think something, they could actually they deny say, me getting on second, the boat. Wait a second, this doesn't match. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow, she called up there and changed it. And thank you, Wendy, if you're listening to this. And use Travel Masters. They're fantastic. I've yeah. already had a couple of people use them, and everyone's happy, like we are. So, we are anyhow, so I was answering that. So, if I was being a little bit quiet. So, yeah. anyhow. So Chiefs and Bengals. Uh, I thought the Bengals D was going to give Mahomes fits, and it did for a little bit. But Chiefs defense was awesome. Didn't he throw for over three hundred yards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see his passer rating. <laughs> it was high. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, then the Bengals kept getting sacked. Pass rush was awesome. There were interceptions, uh, questionable plays, late hit out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, all sorts of things, and so I was I was happy that the Chiefs won. It was a squeaker. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. it wasn't a sure thing uh, at any point, really. But uh, yeah. but I had picked the Bengals because I thought they were going to be a lot more composed than they were. But they just they really kind of came in and lost their shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did. They were the ones that got rattled and got out of their. Well, plan. and I think it's all the smack talk up ahead of time. Mm. I think they had an inflated view of what was going to happen. And uh. when they got there and it wasn't happening, I think it just, like, startled them. They're like, oh, my yeah. God, they're going to fight to the end, and actually they're kicking our ass right now. And the reality of that noise, I mean, it can physically make your body feel different. Yes. And that has a psychological effect, And that's effect when you too. got this little pussy thought of, we can't make noise anymore. Yeah, Look, I'm going to go ahead and think that this is all. This is not all the Cincinnati fans. This are, this is a little bitch pussies that are yeah, doing this. Yeah, these are the Karens of Cincinnati. Yeah. You want to do something they about it next time the we're manager. there? You be louder. Uh-huh. You be louder. Uh-huh. There you go. Mm-hmm. So when we're there, or how about win another couple of games so it's at your place, not ours? And then you have to be quiet at your place. Yes, you have to be able to hear a so, pin drop. Yeah, that absurd yes. bullshit. <laughs> it's it's yeah. just. It's, it's the desperate line of the loser. 
I'm uncomfortable over this, so let's just change everything. Yep. Yeah, yeah. fucking little girls. Yeah. So. Yeah, is that to hell with actually getting a better team and being the better team. Exactly. Win let's, another let's couple pick extra around games. the periphery. Oh, be, don't be so noisy. Oh, the weather was bad. We have to have domes everywhere. Yeah. No, okay, just Google. get a better team. <laughs> okay, Google. What was the passer rating the 2023 championship game for Patrick Mahomes? 149.9. That's pretty close. That explains everything. Less than 10 points away from perfect. So 220 yards. Or is that first half? That's first half. Nice. Wow. He ended up, wow. 149.9 QB rating. So there you go. All right. Um, so... They let him with a high spr- ankle sprain. They let mm-hmm. him do that. Yep. So be right better. There, be right, better, Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. Be better. Go ahead. Uh, okay. So we're getting. We got to get along with your ass kicking here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got to take my medicine. All right. So. But you know, the Cincinnati fan, I have one thing to say is that. Fixing your problem should never involve other people yeah. having to change the way they're doing things. Yes. If you know, if I'm having a problem, yeah, uh, then I don't get yeah, to go say everyone else has to change uh, because I have a problem. Yeah. No, I, I have to change. I have to do the work. I have to do something. Yeah. So for Cincy fan to say, well, we didn't win, so so you guys have to be quieter and 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 you have to change the rules to make us be more 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 likely to win and no no if other people have to do all that then you're not good enough yeah i got a great analogy too we do this podcast down here either at the filthy bean a lot of times (coughs) uh missouri river you know the carp we're making noise Mm -hmm. um here there's a lot of excess noise yep that's like us coming here and expecting everyone to be quiet because we're yes. doing our podcast. Yes, or the influencers that want to take a picture in front of the waterfall and they're kicking everyone else out of, out of the way. No, we're taking pictures now. Have I ever told you about my uh, prank phone call uh, deal that I used to do? No. Phone booth? Well, uh, this is the old quick trip in Belvedere, the one right off the highway, right off of uh, 71 or 49 or whatever, mm-hmm. at 155th Street, down there in that little pit there, right off the exit ramp. There used to be a quick trip. And one day, I'm like in there getting a soda or some shit, right? And I noticed the phone rang. Is this probably a drug deal or something? Yeah. And some guy jumps out of his car and starts answering. I'm like, huh, I didn't know those things had numbers. <laughs> not only did I not know they have numbers, I didn't realize that people fucking answer them. Yeah, the the idea of calling into a payphone didn't occur to me until I saw someone do it on a TV show. I was like, what? Yeah, you it's can like, do that? you can do that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was just one way you got on there and said, hey, uh, uh, I'm down here at the Quick Trip, man. Whenever you want to come down, you know, I, I got the uh, I got the pet cage and the, uh, and the rubbers. You know, whatever. <laughs> so... Uh, so uh, anyhow, so I walk over there and I get a pen from the guy in the quick trip and wrote down the numbers. There's like three of them and they're like, you know, in a little semicircle. And back in the days, I mean, like you mentioned the other day, how nasty that was. Yeah. Some guy get up there and start spitting all over the phone talking and then you go pick it up right after. <laughs> yeah. And, and, Jam it right up oh. to the hole in your face that you eat through. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> now when I think about it, I cringe. Oh. 
So anyhow, it, it is probably a dirt bag from Belvedere anyhow with no teeth, you know, <laughs> fuck. So uh, anyhow, I get these numbers down, and uh, anyhow, one day I'm over at my friend Davies, and we're bored, and I go, hey man, I go, I got something we could do. What's that? See these three numbers? Yeah. There's a number two, the payphones in Belvedere Quick Trip. Oh, really? <laughs> Let's just call it and fuck with people. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. So, you know, we we call up, and the first time, it took a long time. I don't think anyone was there. Someone answered, hello. Hey, you know this is pay phone? I go, hey, you know, uh, you're a dickhead. You know, just, it just starts screwing with them. Go, yeah, you're a piece of shit, man. Hey, you know who I got right next to me? Who? Your mom. Ah. And, you know, people get pissed off. Fuck you, bitch, and all this stuff. So, uh, anyhow, we, you know, we, we call them up and harass them. People get so fucking mad. You know, we get them so mad, they threaten to kill us. They're going to come over, and we're like, well, you're going to kill me when you don't know where I'm at, bitch. You know, this is before, this is in maybe early 90s at the most, late 80s, whatever, somewhere yeah. in that time frame. And, I mean, it was just, I mean, we had nothing else to do, so we'd call up and just get people so mad. Davey used to do this farmer impression, and he used to tell a guy <laughs> that his fucking goats were in his yard, and he was mad, or your fucking cattle trampled my fucking sheep, you bitch. I don't have, I don't have no farm. Yeah, you do, you son of a bitch. I know this is you, Mr. Johnson. You get your ass over here, and you get my dead fucking sheep, and you better fucking bury it. If you don't, I'm going to come over there, I'm going to slap the stupid out of you, and that's going to take all day, because you're pretty fucking stupid. And he would just keep railing on him, and the people get so mad and argue about, I don't have a farm. I ain't got no farm, you dumb son of a bitch. And he would just keep going, ain't got no farm, you dumb son of a bitch. And and these people get so mad. So uh, anyhow, one day I'm over there, I'm like, hmm, you know, it's starting to get boring. People get mad, then they hang up. Then a lot of people just go, ah, fuck you, you know, and hang up. The smarter ones do. Yeah. And although I question them answering a payphone. (laughs) And everyone goes, you know this is a payphone, don't you? You know, it's like, okay. I heard that one before. All right, hang on. Uh, 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 oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, what what do you do? I noticed there's a White House right behind there. So, anyhow, I'm like, hmm, okay, all right. Everyone always wants to know where I live at. I guess I'm going to live in that White House right behind the payphone. <laughs> so, anyhow, you know, most people are just kind of like they hang up and they don't want to go to that White House. This one guy that I was fucking with just constantly going, hey, you piece of shit, man. Yeah, you just don't sound right without a dick in your mouth. You sound completely different. Yeah, you ball gargler, and all this stuff, man. You, you smell like chode, and this guy's just getting fucking madder than him. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Where you at? And I go, you want to know where I'm at, bitch? Yeah. Now, over there. Look to your left. Oh, no, no, not that left. The other left, moron. Okay, you see that left over there? See that White House? I'm right here, motherfucker. I'm looking out the window. I'm waiting for your fucking fat ass to come beat me up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smack the stupid out of you, and I'm going to do it in front of everybody. I'm going to call people over to watch me smack the fuck out of you. And this guy's getting mad. Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, I'm going to fucking kill you. man! Oh, and, you know, and I'm pretty sure the guy went over there. He was so mad. So he was so mad that he didn't even completely hang up. I heard it go click, and then it fell on the ground. Uh. So he didn't look back or nothing. And anyhow, I hear a car peeling out. So I don't know about that guy in that White House, but I'm pretty sure he got into a pretty good fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyhow, I should looked then, at the police blotter the next day. Man in White House beaten to death by, out, by it, outraged well, there, was, there wasn't an internet, so it was like one of those well, deals where I had to wait for one of those little 
uh, regional uh, magazines, you know, like the South Side or whatever, the yeah. Grandview Circle or whatever, the, the Grandview Dick Smack or whatever. <laughs> you know, one of those stupid little fucking mags to come out. South Side Idiot, whatever. So, uh, hey, I never did find out, you know, and I didn't want to know. I was afraid someone might have got killed in that whole scuff up, you know, but yeah. Could be. It was, it was at the hands of entertainment, so I justified it. Yeah. 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 So. Were, were you briefly entertained? Oh, I was entertained for a while. I mean, there especially the guys that just continue to get mad and just continue to try to insult you and one-up you without a brain. Yeah. And you continue, like, Davey, just roll over so many insults on him. <laughs> and they just keep getting madder and madder and go, oh, yeah, fuck you. Oh, my God, you got me. Yeah. Oh, oh, you went through the F-bomb. Oh, someone get me some iced tea. Oh, my God. Oh, the pain. You know. <laughs> and, uh, anyhow, so the fine, the finality was um, I was calling down there. And this is later. I got bored with it. And I went back to it. And uh, this chick answers. And I started saying something, you know, just started blathering some sort of shit to try to piss her off. She goes, Mark Wallace. Ah. Uh, 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 Oops. Who is this? This is Danielle. Oh, fuck. What are you doing calling a payphone? Uh, long story. Hey, she busted me. Yeah. That was the last time I called. I'm like, fuck, man. I just, that, that's it, man. Sign no fun God. anymore. It's done. Yep. <laughs> Cancel Christmas. Yeah. Pharmacy's closed. <laughs> Christopher, you were talking about brain maturity the other day. and uh... Yeah, that's something that I saw uh, an article on is, is a lot of neurologists are saying that a human's brain doesn't reach full maturity till age 25, which I thought was rather interesting, because there's a, there's a lot of uh, consideration of maturity when they're talking about laws. You know, is a person mature enough? You know, can they handle this responsibility? Can they be held responsible for this? like we don't let that brings a lot of stuff in question doesn't yeah, it yeah I mean, yeah like um, we say you know if you're under 18 then your brain isn't mature enough to vote but 18 you are but 18 you're able to fight for your country mm -hmm. but, which to me is kind of contradictory uh, but but your brain isn't mature yet for another seven years yeah. so can you really make the decision to go and risk your life for your country if your brain is still immature well number well okay it used to be you didn't make the decision. No, that's true. Now that you do make the decision, that's very much up for debate because uh, mm -hmm. it isn't legal. Could someone get out of it with this defense? That's a good question. That's a good question. There are already people who are talking about uh, um, not making people under the age of 18 pay any kind of income tax because they don't get to vote yet. So they are not represented. Yeah, However, that's true, they're and they're not felons, so Yeah. That's that's one of the big parts of this this country is uh, representation has to come along with taxation. Yeah, so if I you're mean, taxing a sixteen year old or a seventeen year old on their income, they don't get to vote. That's true. That I, they should be exempt. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean I I really I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. Yeah. I see both sides. 
I mean, but then the 25, I mean, I think that that right there would help the conservatives more than the liberals. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I, I, it's my belief that people get more conservative the longer they live. Yeah, and the more yeah. they have to lose. Yes. And the more often random bad shit happens to them. Yes. Like the old joke is a conservative is a liberal who's been mugged. <laughs> and a liberal is a conservative who's been arrested. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> it just depends on your point of view. <laughs> Long time ago, uh, there was this party house, and, and this one I worked at Justin Jim's uh, steakhouse. Oh yeah. Okay, and all of us partied at night. And the guy that worked there, he he lived back behind Justin Jim's. Um, and uh, anyhow, he, uh, he you know he was divorced, and anyhow, so he had kind of like a party house back there. So me and a buddy of mine were sitting back there one night, and we're bored as hell. So we're daring each other to do stupid shit. So I told him, I said, all right, I forgot what he dared me. He probably ran around the block naked or something like that. Uh, something stupid, you know, clucking like a chicken or, you know, or, or like, I don't know, you know, just stuff that we could come up with that we could do. So I'm looking around. I look next door, and uh, it, I guess there's like some party or something going on, and neither one of us heard about it. So we're the only two tool bags sitting there at that party house. And we're just sitting there going, fuck, man, this is boring as hell. So, you know, we're doing the stupid shit that we're daring each other to do. So, I, uh, I look out and there's a house next to it with this little porch. I go, hey, go out there, take a dump on the porch, light it on fire, bang on the door, and then come back. <laughs> sure, no problem. So, hey, I'm sitting there and I see this silhouette in the moonlight, this shadowy figure fucking squatting. See these fucking couple of turds come out and see him fucking throw up his shorts real quick. And, and all this is just a shadowy figure. Then I see him stooped over. It took him a long time to get this fucker lit. I see him over there laboring. And I'm going, oh shit. So then he like throws some leaves or some shit on it. And finally I see this little flame. And I, I see this like, he kind of clenches up like, yeah! I and all of, fire. And all of this is shadowy, right? So anyhow, I'm like, ah, good, good, good job, well done. So he comes back, he sits down, and we're sitting there waiting, 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 nothing. We both end up passing out. So at three in the morning, I wake up and I see like this glow. It's kind of an orange glow through the uh, um, through the blinds. Yeah. What the hell? And I hear a bunch of rustling and shit and people talking. All of a sudden, it dawned on me. Oh shit, he burnt down the house next door. Oh my god. So anyhow, I get up, I, I go over there, and there's like four firefighters with this hose, and a guy standing out there shaking his head, and they're all laughing because someone shit, shit on their porch, lit it, and it caught their porch on fire. Because nobody fucking answered the door. They were probably sound asleep. Maybe they're on sleeping pills or something. God. <laughs> I'm like, dude, dude, wake up. He's like, oh, fuck, man. I'm on, I'm on probation. I'm going to go to jail. I'm like, dude, calm down. It didn't burn the house down, man. Nobody died or nothing. Listen, they're all out there laughing and stuff. Yeah. And the homeowner's like shaking his head like, who the fuck did this? Uh. <laughs>
<laughs> so anyhow. <laughs> They go. We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells. 